Welcome back to the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Travis Berardi and Bill Kozaleski as we talk about week one of the high school football season. It's officially here. Um, super excited to get out there. You know, it's been a quick 10 weeks since I walked off the track at the Division One state track meet and already into football season. So I'm super excited to get back at it. Uh, we got games Thursday and Friday night this week. So, uh, lot to lot to unpack as week one is upon us. Uh, enjoy this one. We talk a lot about, uh, you know, the, the matchups and who we think is going to win these things and who some players look out for that sort of thing. So, uh, enjoy this, and we'll see you next week. All right, we got a rainy Tuesday afternoon here at the, the Fur Household. Get it out of the way now before Thursday. Right. Yes, right. Please. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not looking forward to a, a rainy football night. No. Uh, so with me this this week we got uh, Travis Berardi of the OH Report, Bill Kozaleski of the uh, Mansfield News Journal, my sidekick over here. Uh, we're in week one, high school football. It, it kind of went went pretty quick. This thing approached yeah faster than I was anticipating. The, uh, the, <laughs> our three weeks of vacation between baseball and football, it yeah. seems, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah walk, like I said last week, I think I walked off state track and I was like, ten weeks till football season, ten weeks till the first game. So. Yeah. It was, a, it was a quick <laughs> 10 weeks. Well, you got to think it this way. Thursday begins a string of football every weekend until February. February. The Super Bowl. Yeah. It's the greatest <laughs> time of the year. What, what, Starting what, up Thursday. What more could you ask for? Seriously. What uh, did you tell me last week at soccer? You fist bumped me and said 52 weeks. <laughs> yeah, something like for us. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, soccer on football Friday night began all of our coverage until right. we walk off the field at track or baseball in mm-hmm. June. So yeah. next ten months, here we go. We got a we got a, a grinder coming. But week one, man, we got we got some good stuff coming week one. I'm really excited about it. Um, I'll just run down the games, kind of the ten games that we'll pick, and then uh, if you guys want to add any other big matchups that you like, uh, we can we can throw those in. But just to run down here, then I'll I'll get into some questions about about these ones. Uh, so Friday or Thursday night, we got a couple games in uh, Richland County. We have Ontario at Lexington, Crestview at Loudonville. Uh, you know, two pretty big rivalry games there. Then Friday night, we have Clear Fork at Fredericktown, Lucas at Danville, Shelby at Madison, Norwalk at Mansfield Senior, Oberlin at Plymouth, Tri Valley at Ashland, Galleon at Elgin, and then uh, just kind of a game we got on there: Buckeye Central at Crestline. Um, what what's kind of the most interesting game for you guys that you, that you like on this week one schedule here? And if if you have a, another game that's not on this list, throw that out too. Well, we, we got two more games. I'm going to be in Centerburg. I'm actually going down there now, uh, right after this to do their preview for the week. But Centerburg hosting Utica, and then also uh, Northridge at our Bulldogs East Knox. Okay. Those be two games. Oh, report will be reporting. Uh, will be live streaming. But the game I'm looking forward to Norwalk and Mansfield Senior. Yeah. It's right out of the gate. We're going to see how the Tigers are this season after, you know, a down year last year. Right. And, I, you know, that's kind of the one that I've kept my eye on because I I feel like if there's any team in this area that has the most to prove, I feel like it's Mansfield Senior. I feel like they have, you know, a chip on the shoulder. They have, you know, they actually have something to prove this year. Um, and and we'll learn a lot about them in week one, I feel like. Uh, Absolutely. If we're going to take them serious, if they're – just still in a, in another little rebuilding, or if they're going to have a slow start and, and mm-hmm. finish the year well. 
And I do want to say something, uh, you know, Shorty passing away. Right. I mean, they're right. going to be playing for him, and you know, condolences to his family and Tiger Nation right. for the passing of him right, you know, right before game week. But, you know, they're going to be playing with, with, you know, with him on their mind as well. So that – Tons I mean, of motivation. Ton of motivation, exactly. Yeah. Travis, you actually stole my pick too, I was going to say. I feel like Norwalk's is good is, – as solid of a week one opponent you could ask for. Right. And Mansfield yes. Senior always does that as well. Mm-hmm. They, I think they, they start off with Norwalk every year. Try to. Yeah, yeah they if try to at least, but that's, yep. yeah, that's yeah. exactly what Chokey Bradley wants to do. He wants to – he doesn't want to play any, you know, small school or, you know, cupcake. He wants to get right into it to get his team ready for the year. Right. Yeah, that's what the good teams do, honestly. Um, and I think that that should be a good game, and I think Jake, you said, is probably going to be the premier game of the week. In terms of matchups, and another one, just you know, the backyard brawl on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. How is Lexington? How is Lexington going to be as a team this year under Coach Gerhardt? I, you know, he had a he had a, a month and a half to, you know, get his schemes back in there. You know, they're coming off of that upset win against Ontario. We talked about that last week. A little momentum against them. Does Ontario, you know, that young squad, come out with a chip on their shoulder and pull the upset, or is Lexington, you know, they're going to get a good start to what could be a a good year for them. Right, and, you know, Lexington, I feel like they have so much skill coming back um, that they, you know, they could be a team that, that just kind of does a complete 180. Uh, what they went like 2-8 and eight last year, I think, one of their mm-hmm. wins was that last win of the season. Um, you know, I, I think they're a team that has the potential to just completely flip things around. If they reach that potential, that's, that's yet to be seen, but... Uh, yeah, that week one. I mean, that's that's always one to, to have circled on your schedule. No matter how what the outlook is for mm-hmm. each team, they're going to come in that game ready to play. No matter what, um, Ontario has a lot to prove with this young team. Uh, you know, maybe just give us a glimpse of what the future might hold. Uh, you know, I, I'm definitely going to be there for that. I'm excited for that one. That one's going to be really good. Um, the other one I, I like is Lucas at Danville. That was the yeah, game you said. That's the <laughs> That's the big. Yeah. That's a big rivalry as well. I mean, yeah. And and Danville's coming off of a Final Four run, maybe what four years ago, I think. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. They made it to the Final Four. Had some down years, but last year they went six and four. Um, and Lucas. And a, a solid running back down there, yeah, Danville. Yeah. I mean, and it's it feels like it's two very familiar, very very like communities. Um, mm-hmm. they, they're both football crazy. They both grow these farm boys who. We'd love to ground and pound. So, um, yeah, Dan, that that game at Danville, that's going to get Lucas ready for the rest of the season because uh, their their schedule is a grinder too. Um, any any other game that, that you like, and uh, you know, kind of kind of what 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 are you looking forward to in that in that week one? What do you want to learn? Um, if you if you watched or listened to our podcast yesterday, East Knox. Yeah. They return all their skill positions. I, I saw them at the Lucas 7-on-7. Seven seven. Yes, I said Lucas 7-on-7. Seven seven, right. you know, <laughs> that, that's always funny. But they, they return all their skill positions, quarterback, uh, their backup running back who took over the last couple of weeks, um, starting off against a Northridge team that I've heard is pretty darn good as yeah. well. Uh, so this is going to be, you know, they did lose, East Knox did lose Weston Mielip at tight end, linebacker, all Ohio, I believe. Right. Uh, from last year, but they, they like I said, they returned their wideouts, they returned their quarterback, their running back. So you know, I, I think they still have high hopes down there in Howard, Ohio, to make another run. You know, at least at the KMAC and possibly another regional semifinal at least run that they had last year before bowing out the shady side. So uh, 
it's it's another i mean week one last year it was okay we gotta get right into it now right. we're, we're back to our 10 game schedule where week one it's it's that what's this team gonna be okay if they drop maybe if they drop their game if it's close if they still have confidence in that it's not a killer like it was last year right I, I like that because I feel like there's a lot more room for air this year. You get these first, you know, three, four games to, to kind of learn about yourself, to fix mistakes where the mistakes aren't going to absolutely kill you. Last year it was like week one, it's, it's a must win. Mm-hmm. For, eight, for six weeks it was a must win game. Um, and it was, I mean, everybody made the playoffs last year, but for seeding. For, for because seeding, it was only the first four hopes, weeks yeah. also. It was only the first four weeks that was for seeding because right. the fifth week, fifth and sixth week we talked about this last week, it wasn't. There really wasn't anything on the line except for conference championships. Right, yeah. Right. So I, that, that's kind of what I'm – I like that. I, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to getting back to a normal thing where you can kind of make adjustments there. Yeah. I love weeks 8 to 10. Just, I feel like it's the best best time of the season every single year. And yeah. with the schedule, man, this year is going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of good matchups there. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves. But, right, right. Um, I'm looking forward to getting my first look at Shelby. I never had a chance to cover them. I – I'm familiar with Rob Mahaney because he used to coach at Mapleton. Right. But and I like I like I wrote in our the first ever, to my knowledge, scribecast. Right. <laughs> um um I know they like Rob Mahaney likes to have his QB sling it. So I'm getting I'm really looking forward to seeing them and I think Shelby's probably gonna run away with that matchup against Madison. But still I I'm re- I'm really looking forward to seeing one of the two best teams in the county. And this is going to be something where can Madison stick with Shelby? Right. They can keep it to within a couple touchdowns. That That's that's, a, that's, that's confidence. A that's a confidence that's booster a for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And especially how that, that, that rivalry has gone in the past few years to keep it within two scores. I, I would consider that a win if I was Madison. But And if you remember what it was two years ago, Madison had the lead on Shelby for a right. good amount of that first quarter and you're like okay so that that's a that's a win right there for madison right. before shelby got things going and you know kind of ran away with it but you're like okay well see madison they have the, the ability to you know the, to get that first punch so you know can they can they do that again right i know no, madison i'm oh, sorry go ahead. you're good go ahead. i was gonna say i know madison it, it didn't isaac brooks suffer a broken arm in the yeah, offseason he, he broke his arm but he's i guess his like date to be possibly cleared by a doctor is like two days before the game. Okay, so it's so, still TBD then. If he's right. Gotcha. So, so tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. So it'll be you just if he is cleared, like, do you, do you still put him out there? Yeah. Or do you save him for a conference run? Senior yeah. year, I, I mean, I would leave it up to him. I had a cousin, when I played for senior year, he had a cast on his arm. He was a linebacker. He actually had a pick six with the ball. It stuck the on that cast and he took it back for a touchdown against somebody. But, you know, that's one of the, yeah, it is one of those things that you can gut it out. If you, I mean, you can technically play with the cast if you have it wrapped up correctly. Yeah. It'd be tough for, so a, for yeah. a running back slash yeah. wide receiver slash Isaac Brooks when yeah. he does, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I, you know, just knowing the competitor that Brooks is, mm-hmm. I think he's going yeah. to try everything he can to play. Uh, but that game, I feel like Shelby, you know, breaking in kind of a new offense of, you know, a pass-heavy offense, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be able to make some mistakes and not get hurt too yeah, bad. Yeah, they might kind of learn how to how to play that way, I guess, for the first time yeah. uh, in, a, in a real game. I think they're going to be able to make, make some mistakes, but they're not going to get too hurt by them. Yes, sir. So one of the one of the topics that I wanted to run down, we got a couple of them here, um, so who is the one player that you feel is like the, the most important to their team's success? 
Like, if you take that one player off the team, it's like it just changes the complete complexion of, of the team. Who is the one guy that you see? Marshall Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's because there's no Owen Fisher. There's right. no you need that You need that leader, especially at the quarterback position, because he's, he's shown he can scramble and run the ball as well. If you don't have that multi-dimensional quarterback in this system at Shelby, they'd be in trouble, but not this year because they have Marshall Shepard back. Right. I, I agree. Answer again. That's, that's the first thing <laughs> they gave the line. I agree 100% you know? with that because um, because one of the questions was, who's that backup guy? I don't yeah. I don't know if they have that backup guy in their mind. It's going to be either a Blaine Bowman who's going to have to come over from receiver to quarterback or like an Andre Hill. Um, but, again, you can't throw the football to yourself. So, yeah, yeah. So how is, you know, if, uh, God forbid, Marshall Shepard gets injured, but if that happens, who who kind of steps in that way? I, yeah. You can have all the talent in the world, but you need somebody smart, talented, and with the ability to be able to lead at the quarterback position. Is there any any other, any maybe your second second favorite there, Bill? You, yeah, I'm trying to look. Do you have an idea? I was going to say, uh, I know Lucas likes to ground and pound. How deep are they at running back? They are they're pretty deep. Okay. Uh, I mean they're they usually line up three or four in, in one play anyway, so they're kind gotcha. of interchangeable there. But you know, like a if you were going to say Grant Barrett, um, I, I think that's a good choice because he's okay. down in the football pretty well. Gotcha. And I know Brock Hill at Mansfield Senior. This is kind of his first that's, full off season. That would be that'd be a good one as well because yeah. what do they have as backup? Right. I mean, they have Duke Reese, who's a sophomore, mm-hmm. who played a lot last year when Brock Hill had to sit out. But again, I mean, you know. Yeah. I think one more year with Duke behind Brock is going to really help him. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. But, yeah, you could definitely easily say Brock Hill is is the X factor for the Tigers. I mean, you've got to have that leader out there. Mm-hmm. You've got to have someone who wants to lead that turnaround. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can see Brock Hill being a name up there, too. Yeah. Let's say Mansfield Senior, like Shelby, has a lot of talent at the wide receiver position, at least on paper. So they're obviously going to need Brock to kind of take a step forward this year. And I think he will. I think he's. it's going to be the same situation like Cam Todd was. Right. Cam had that half half season with Mansfield Senior, had a full summer. But you got to re- realize, too, Brock Hill had extra time with the coaches over the summer as well mm-hmm. with the new rules. Right. So That's true, yeah. That That's just that. nothing but aiding him. Right. Make up for that lost time he had. Uh, for for me, I mean it's it's kind of a toss up uh, between the two that we talked about and Isaac Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Madison kind of being a lot better than what they were, but I I just don't think they'll be they'll meet their expectations if if Isaac Brooks isn't there. Um, he's he's a dynamic player. He does it. All. I think he almost single handedly won that game against <laughs> yeah. Mansfield Senior. From scored both touchdowns, had yeah. a pick six, had a I believe a kickoff return was it a kickoff return for a touchdown or either a punt or yeah punt or a long pass yeah. play like an eighty yard pass play or something like that, um, but he scored both of those. It just kind of shows how dynamic he is, how how much he can kind of change a game. So I I like those other two and Isaac Brooks, um, and that's no slight to anybody else, but it seems like those are the guys that mean the most to their team's success. Mm-hmm. And it's also a compliment to other teams from around the area that they have balance. Balance, their depth, they have great systems, yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing how Hayden Coon takes yeah. over yeah, That's all-star of a brother. Right. <laughs> and how Loudonville can play this year without their 
yes, top running back. You yeah, know? that's another intriguing matchup for me because, well, I feel like Crestview is the pick there. Right. I feel like how Loudonville adjusts to a new coaching staff, losing some players to transfer, I think that's kind of the storyline of that game. And then on Crestview's side, like I said, Hayden replacing his older brother who seemed to be an Ohio All-Ohioan in every sport he played <laughs> and state champion in track. Um, I know they have Connor Morse now at running back this year. They're, I'm not sure who their top weapon's going to be at receiver after losing another all-timer in yeah. Evan Hamilton. So I think there, there's some fun storylines there to kind of see which players are going to step into the spotlight, for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah, I think Hayden yeah. Kuhn is a is a definite one you got to keep your eye on because they're they're going to need the leadership that Ross Kuhn brought last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just judging by what he did in the wrestling season, I think he has a lot of leadership ability. In yeah. it anyway, he's a he's a big time gamer. So uh, yeah, I, I like that one too. Uh, so what is what is the one position group for any team that maybe have the you know most impact on their success? You know, whether it be like a lineman group, a wide receiver group, quarterback group, who it'll be it, it's gonna be and the, for who? It'll be the line at Mansfield Senior. Line at Mansfield Senior. Because if they can if they can have a decent line this year, it's gonna give Brock Hill time to throw the ball and it might be able to establish a run game that they really didn't have last year. They didn't have it at all last year. And I mean coming off of that amazing line they had two years ago when they went to the state championship game, um, you know it's not gonna be that. They're right. not going to have that this year. If they do, we're talking about them going back to Canton easily. Right. You know? right. But if they could have a solid offensive line, if their, their linemen can step things up, they're going to be fine this year. Yeah. I, I, when doing some preview stuff, I, I read a stat last year where I read a stat from last year. Mainfield Senior had like 24 trips to the red zone. They actually possessed the ball in the red zone 24 times and only came away with 10 touchdowns. Um, and that that to me says you know they they didn't have a, a run game because you know you can defend a pass pretty easily with that short of a field that small of a coverage area um, but they didn't have that run game that they they kind of hung their hat on during that state tournament run mm-hmm. um, and and that kind of goes to the offensive line too if they have an offensive line you have a great offensive line I and mean, you could put almost anybody back there yeah and, and get some yards um, but yeah that's 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 a definite big position group that, that has a huge impact on their season. I'll stick with the offensive line and say Lucas's offensive line. I read your, your story, which will be published tomorrow, but right. I saw that they had five seniors on their line. That's yeah. You don't see that often. No. And especially for a team that runs the ball that much, I mean, it sounds like it's going to just be another another really good year in Lucas offensively, at least. Yeah, five offensive linemen uh, that, that come back are seniors. Um, veteran group I know they have some depth at least you know they have two or three backups on that that offensive That's line that have some experience so uh, you know we'll, we'll see what that does for, for next year but for this year they're, they're going to be pretty darn good they're yeah gonna, and Spittler Scott Spittler said that you know he's kind of worried about the size mm-hmm. of those guys up mm-hmm. front I mean usually if you have smaller linemen they're a lot quicker they can get out a lot mm-hmm. faster I think they're going to be a lot, a lot more sweeps this time instead of going up up the middle just trying to power teams I think they're going to use their speed on the outside which will work too it'll it's, work just yeah. you know it's, <laughs> it's going to be something that people aren't used to seeing right. for Lucas so it's going to take a few weeks for these teams to even be able to control that and then once they do that you know Spittler's probably going to have run you right back up the middle and it's going to just be another aspect of their run game yeah. that they can add right yeah 
for me, I, I'll stick with the offensive line too, but it's going to be the offensive line at Lexington. Okay. okay. Um, Lex, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking too much in this, but Lex has some really talented skill guys. Uh, Cole Polly, a running back, can. I mean, he's a Division One baseball player. Division one pitcher, so you know he can throw the football well. Yeah. Um, then you have Caden Bear or Carson Carson Barry in the background uh, in the backfield. Um, Corbin Green also in the backfield. Caden Eichler at wide receiver. I mean, these are these are really good, really fast, really athletic players. But if you don't have an offensive line that'll allow your play to develop, then you're in trouble. You yeah. Know, you just you, you can't move the football. And you can't score. They they averaged eleven point six points a game last year. And that just tells me you didn't have time to, to get yeah. those playmakers the ball because you're running, you're kind of running for your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's mine. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy we we stick with all offensive lines. That's yeah. kind of shows how important that that position is. Oh yeah, definitely the most underrated position in football, <laughs> in my opinion. As the rain falls, and this would be <laughs> this would be a perfect game day for a, a really good offensive line. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely. It's pouring yeah. out here. You want to. <laughs> get muddy and everything this this is it right here uh so the next one i don't know if you saw i put out my uh richland county football preseason power I did. Bowl. yeah i wanted to get right wanted to get some reactions because i didn't i didn't ask you guys about it i didn't talk to anybody about it so i wanted to get get your reactions on what you thought where everybody's ranked and what you think about a tie because i i kind of wussed out and had to get <laughs> had, to, had to have a tie there at the top i mean you had the two regional finalists at the top I like that. Well, those would be one and two either way. Yeah, I, yeah. Either way, if, if I put one team at one, the other team would be at two. So, yeah. I mean, I couldn't couldn't decide between the two there. Um, just going off of the last year's game, I'm surprised you have Lexington below Ontario because they beat huh. Lexington beat Ontario. Right. But look, I, I saw you wrote in the comment it's going to be decided after Friday anyway, so right. that's all right. Uh, Mansfield senior below Clearfork. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I think Mansfield Senior has the most to prove, and, okay. and that week one game will tell me everything I need to know yeah. about about this season. Um, you know, I think the Tigers have what it takes to be a top three team easily, um, but we'll we'll see what they do week one. But um, I'm I'm pretty high on the Clear Four Colts. I, 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 I think like, I, I think they're going to have a bounce back year as well. Yeah, I, I think they're like a you know seven and three, six and four kind of team. Um, and I, I just think they have a lot of athleticism, a lot of talent on the offensive line. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I like the like the way that team is made up. So you're pretty high in Plymouth too at number four, right yeah. behind Crestview, defending, oh, defending co-champs, I should say. Right. Yeah. Crestview got a conference championship. I think their number three ranking is good. Yeah. Plymouth. Plymouth. I, they had I, they had some wins. I feel like this is the. The year where Plymouth has carries the most expectations in the last forty years. Yeah, uh, they haven't won a league title since nineteen eighty three. So we're approaching four decades on that title drought. I, I I just feel like this is their this is the year that they've been waiting for. Them, I think. Yeah. I know Caden Allen from track. He he's another kid who can burn. Yeah. Uh, it seems he. I just you just look at him. And he screams wide receiver. <laughs> right. Right. But. No, yeah, no major complaints. Usually, it's uh, no. I don't really a headhunt for me in this podcast when we talk about this powerful. It's well, weird seeing Mansfield Senior at six, yeah. but given last year, it's kind of hard to put them up higher. In my right, plus Skaronski's not here. So, right. So, yeah. yeah. 
Stronsi has them uh, preseason number one properly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the thing about the Tigers is you expect them to have a big bounce back year, and they're probably the team that will probably climb the most. Oh, I would yeah. I would like to believe. I think so too. But if it were me, they'd be three or four. But right. I'm not going to argue about six right now because they're going to be up there anyway. Especially they, if yeah. they beat Norwalk, they'll jump right. up. There's, there's just a lot of questions that maybe I need answers of, of more than anybody else yeah. um, with them. But I, you know, like I said, they have the potential to to be a top two, top maybe yeah. even a number one team by the end of the, yeah. the end of the season. And like we said before, I mean, we might find out quickly this week. They have a good matchup that might be pretty telling right. about what we can expect from them going forward. Yeah. So if you let's go to to, to the next one. Um, your preseason pick for Richland County Player of the Year. Who is the one guy who you think is just going to take off and just leave everybody in the dust? I want to go Marshall Shepard. Yeah, <laughs> steal, steal Travis's <laughs> answer yeah. before he can go. So, yeah, I, I think Avion Gross has a lot to prove to people this year, and I, I think he's going to come out and show out. I think that's going to be my pick is Avion. He's going to he's going to have an an Angelo Gross senior year type year, I think. Okay. He was a runner up for Mr. Football, so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a that's a big big ask of him. But yeah, I like that pick too. Um, you know, Plymouth Crestview. I think they just have interchangeable guys. I think Lucas mm-hmm. has has a bunch of guys. But yeah, I would I would go with either any of those Shelby guys, Marshall Shepard, Blaine Bowman. Um, I think Marshall Shepard just has. He's he's like that. Like I said it before, but he's like that guy that when you played NCAA football on the PlayStation mm-hmm. and you created yourself, he's that guy because he <laughs> yeah. he's a he's a quarterback, he's a defensive back, he punts, he kicks, he, he probably he can return some kicks if he wants to, but he does everything yeah. for Shelby. So he's I think he's my preseason favorite for um, for Richland County Player of the Year at least. Gotcha. Now question are we doing offensive and defensive or just one player overall you can so I was gonna say, Marshall could be offensive Avion, Avion obviously defense. could be a very good defensive yeah. yeah I think that's a that's a pretty solid pick there too um, so who's who's the team that you think is going to make the, the longest playoff run this season I, I think we talked a lot about Shelby Lucas do you think there's kind of a, a lower team that maybe nobody expects that, it, that can make a long run good question I mean, obviously the Tigers are a threat there. Yeah, Mansfield um, Senior, especially like I said, that line can get going and those receivers can continue to burn people. Right. That's one. Uh, I can never count out Crestview. Right. That, but that in that region is so loaded though. Like is. last year, it was impossible to. Because I think what Crestview won. Yeah, they just won their the first, first playoff game. The first, yeah. Who did they lose to? I'm in the blank. I, I can't. I can't remember. I remember the, the year before, I think they lost to Carey, and I think it was like a one-point game, if right. I remember correctly. Right. And according to Joe Idle here, Wi-Fi wants to load for me, they lost to... They beat Evergreen and lost to Carey. Okay. They got 42-14. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, for the, what, the third, second, third, third best team in the Northern 10? Yeah. You know, they yeah. kind of clean... Clean house with that. But. I had it wrong. In 2019, they lost to East Knox. Okay. Yeah, East Knox. Yeah, yeah. They missed the field goal so, at the end. East yeah. Knox yeah. goes on, the, like East said, goes on to the final four. A lot of really good teams in that region. And it seems like 
Crestview has the chance to make a run, but they also have a chance to run into a team like that, that they lose by one point, and it's not really, you know, it's kind of can go either way. Right. It's, like, that's the thing. I feel like Crestview, maybe with a little bit of luck, can make a pretty lengthy run. Like you said, Plymouth has some talent this year, too. I could see them maybe and being in Division 7. Yeah, BNC exactly. 7, I feel like it's more wide open than oh, yeah. kind of some of these bigger, bigger yeah. divisions, I yeah. think. I mean, definitely. Lucas is obviously, I, I think, you pencil yeah. in Lucas as a regional final team um, every year yeah. until, until they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put them in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I like Plymouth's chances to make a decent playoff run. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, obviously this is their year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably even yeah. clear for it with their recent yeah. success and even last year almost knocking off Edison, I think they – you know, they can make a decent playoff run too, but again, Division Four is, is so good too. I gotta, I gotta give a comment to my Golden Knights after watching them against Winford in that scrimmage. They looked pretty darn good against a Winford team that constantly makes the playoffs. Right? Yeah, they lost some of their key players, but Winford's gonna have wins this year. Northmore, right off the bat, immediately a pick six. Uh, they get the ball back, score two plays later. Get another interception score a couple plays later. They have a lot of return. They return their top wide receiver, the top quarterback, is returning Max Lauer. And their their top two running backs, their offensive line, they're returning, I believe, four starters from last year. I think 17 letter winners. So this could be the long, you know, I think the K-Max stacked again this year. Yeah. East Knox has a chance. Northmore is going to have a shot. So, you know, the K-Max school is going to make – Turn some heads once again this year, I think. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. That'd be fun. I'm pretty intrigued about Ashland, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, like you said, they're on a nice run here. They lost their quarterback to graduation. I, if I remember correctly, I think Landon McFrederick will be taking over. He took over in their uh, thriller of a game with Worcester last year and played pretty well. They got the talent. I assume they will make the playoffs, given it's a 16 format. Right. It looks like they got some pretty tough schedules. Some games to start with Tri Valley and Clyde. Obviously, Mansfield Senior, Worcester, West Holmes. Those would be tough matchups too. But I can see Ashland make another run. They lost in the sem- quarterfinals to Holy Name last year in a last-second field goal. Right. I Sean Cedar is now that he's in his third year. He's had a chance to kind of implement his system. I can see the Arrows making a run too. Maybe not to the regional finals, but I think you can probably pencil in into at least the quarters and push him for a semis. Yeah. I, I like that pick, too, because Ashland, they always seem to just reload every year. They always yeah. have a decent season. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they've, they've never really – I won't say never, but you, you hardly ever see them have a bad year. Yeah, um, yeah. So. And the thing with last year, it seemed like last year was going to be somewhat of a down year for the area. Right. Until COVID hit, everybody made the playoffs short and schedule, so some teams made a run that we didn't think would. Yeah. Now seeing these teams bounce back after that, it seems like there's a lot of teams that we have around here that has the chance to make some noise. Right. Yeah. I like it. And that probably could go back to all the extra time we talked about before. Yes, with the coaching as well. So. Yeah, that'll be. I think that'll be a, a telltale sign of how the season's going to go is oh, yeah. how they use that extra time, or if they even needed that extra time. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, let's just let's dive right into some picks. So we got ten games here to, to pick. Uh, if you want to add some more, we can pick those two. If you want to fill us in on anything that we're missing, but uh, first off, since it's only Tuesday, we can pick these Thursday games here. Uh, Ontario at Lexington. 
Who are you picking there, Trav? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Minutemen. Go Scarehart back. Then get win one, win number one right off the bat. I'm going Lexington as well. I know Ontario has a lot of young guys. I just think that this is going to be more of a rebuilding year for Ontario. This is going to be one of those feeler games for Ontario to see where they stand. I think Lexington's still going to win the game, but this is a big, a big game for Ontario just to see how they stand coming into the year. And I like, I like Lexington in this. And you know, the the questions on the offensive line, I think they'll be able to get away with those questions and and making mistakes on the offensive line because Ontario is going to be so young. Yeah. Um, but. I have a feeling Ontario is going to come out and try to control the clock and kind of grind this one out just like, you know, a Lucas would against a, a much bigger opponent. Yeah. Um, but I'm still going with Lex in this one. I just – I like their skill guys. I like what they have coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Lex Lex it is. Crestview at Loudonville on Thursday night. Who we got in that one? I'm going to pick the Cougars. Like I said before, I, I think I have a feeling all three of us will say that. So yeah. I feel like they there's there's less question marks with Crestview and while they might be replacing some personnel, I just I believe in Steve Haverdale. He's mm-hmm. a great coach. I feel like you just kinda replace the guys you lost with some more talented players and they might have a couple grown pains, but I expect them to be right there at the end of the season. I think that against Loudonville they probably win by a couple touchdowns. Um, if Loudonville would have still had their running top running back from last year, I would have yeah. probably gone with them. But I think Crestview outmatches them because of that, not right. having it. So I'm going to yeah. go with the Cougars. Plus, the G-Man Storm would not live it down <laughs> if I didn't pick against you know, Loudonville. So. And I'm going with Crestview, too, only because, um, you know, when you, when you replace guys, they're – Crestview usually replaces their successful people with the with guys that they've had coming up and been learning under these guys for so long. Yeah, um, and that, that's exactly what Crestview's doing this year with with Hayden Coon and Connor Morse and everybody. I I just think uh, Crestview kind of has that has that program mm-hmm. kind of the the program mentality where they just kind of reload with with successful people. Yeah, and plus, I mean, Lanaville is replacing their coach. Right, I feel like you know it's Losing players, a coach, a kind of this might be a game where they kind of just kind of get thrown into it, have a tough time, and use as a learning experience more right. so than going out to get a win here. So Clear Fork at Fredericktown. That's a that this might be the last meeting of this rivalry that dates back forever, uh, because I think Fredericktown dropped Clear Fork for next season. And Clear Fork oh, added up, loose, Lucas, yeah, right? Clear Fork picked up Lucas, so. Um, and Clear Fork has dominated this rivalry for so long. I, I can start off. I'm picking Clear Fork in that one. Um, I'm I'm pretty high on the Colts this year. I, I think they they are a year away from being MOAC title contenders, but I think this year they're gonna. You know, they could go six and four, seven and three, but they're gonna kick off week one with a win. I agree. I agree there too. I I don't know a whole lot about Fredericktown, but I'm gonna lean on you guys here. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, and it's been one sided for quite a while this rivalry has been i think and it's it's been very lopsided yeah scores wise even so um yeah we'll, we'll roll with clear fork in this one lucas at danville i think this one this one might be one of the toughest games to pick this week but uh who you got between uh, the blue devils and the cubbies I, I can't pick against the cubbies just like last year even though they went up against the moac teams 
Uh, I, I got to go with Lucas. It's going to be a nail-biter, though. That rivalry game seems like always comes down to the wire, and it's going to come down to who can make the play at the end. But, you know, that fat, like you talked about, that more athletic line that Lucas had, yeah. that thing's going to be able to get one or two more big plays than Danville. I agree. I, I Like I said, I, I'm new to the area. I don't know a lot about Lucas, but everything I've heard this year, recent year from you guys, it's you pick against the Cubbies, you might be – Kicking yourself later, so you might as well just give yourself a loss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going with Lucas too, even though I think it's going to be probably the closest game on the on the schedule. I think it's going to yeah. be a one touchdown game. Mm-hmm. Danville is is kind of on their way back. They went six and four last year. Um, yeah, I I love this rivalry. Lucas is on the road, but it's not like Lucas hasn't been road warriors before. Last year they didn't play at home until the playoffs, so. Um, I, I'm going with the Cubbies in this one. I, I just I, I think they're they're in for another special year for for this year. Shelby at Madison. I feel like this is uh, this is probably a clean sweep. Now, here. Brian Scarazzi was here. He'd say Madison's going to pull off the biggest upset of the year, <laughs> right. but he's not. And I'm going to say Shelby because Marshall Shepard is going to you know begin his Richland County Player of the Year campaign. campaign. <laughs> Make a nice opening case. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, across the board. I think Shelby just like I said before. I think they can make some mistakes and they'll they'll still be just fine as they mm-hmm. they learn their new offense. Um, Madison, you know, I, I hope what I'm hearing is true and they're very much improved. Mm-hmm. If any program deserves it, it's it's Madison. They've been through some tough, been through a tough five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see how how that goes and see if the Rams can can turn things around. But it's it's Shelby by a landslide in that one. Norwalk at Mansfield Senior. We talked a little bit about this game, but, um, I mean, this, do the Tigers make a statement in this first one? I think they do, and I hate to keep agreeing with you guys. Yeah. I know, we're all going <laughs> shock right now, but, you know, this is the game that starts Avion Gross's personally yeah. County <laughs> Player <laughs> of the Year campaign. Of the year? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, the Tigers, they, they do have a lot of questions to answer. They have a lot of motivation with the passing of one of their They're assistant They're going to win coaches. for shorty. Yeah, they they have, they just have so much to prove, and I think they prove it. Um, Norwalk is no slouch, um, but I, I just feel like Mansfield Senior kind of has has a lot more to play for this year. So yeah, um, we'll go Oberlin at Plymouth. Do you know much about Oberlin? I do. Tell me about Oberlin. They went winless last year. So. <laughs> there we go. All right, there we go. I was hoping you you'd pick one before I release that information. <laughs> I'm going Plymouth. Plymouth. I'm going the Big Red. <laughs> yeah. Like I if I mean, having your inside from information, being an alumni of Plymouth, with all the hype about them, thinking this could be a year for some big things, I'm I'm gonna get on that bandwagon at least for the first few weeks. But when they play Crestview, I'm sorry, I'm right. probably gonna have to jump off it. But we'll see. I I probably we'll will too. That's been a one-sided rivalry for a while. Yeah, and when I was at the Times Gazette, we covered Black River. They were in the same conference as Oberlin, and okay. same like. Every single year, Oberlin is kind of bottom two or three there, so I'm going to go with Plymouth as well. Seems like Oberlin is just uh, doesn't really have the talent necessary to compete in that conference. Although Oberlin has a very good mascot, it's the Oberlin Phoenix. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going Plymouth too. I, I got a text last night from Eric Will. He's like, "Hey, what do you know about Plymouth's Week One opponent?" And last night, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I, I was just like, you know, Oberlin. I've heard their numbers are better. You know, I, I watched them play against New London like four years ago, five years ago, and New London <laughs> beat them. Um, and then, you know, 
than I looked today when I was doing our picks column, and I'm like, Overland went winless last year. Yeah, I think I think Plymouth wins this in a running clocker. Honestly, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty pretty one sided. Tri Valley at Ashland. I shouldn't have released my information before we went on <laughs> on the podcast, but who who do you have in that one? I'm going Tri Valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this yesterday on our pod too about how stacked Tri Valley is as a yeah. team, and uh, yeah, so this might be. Is this the pick that? Is different. Are we, are we going different? Are we going different? I'm, I'm sticking Tri Valley. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's nothing against Ashland. I think nope. the Arrows are going to have a good year, but I think that's just a real tough Week One matchup for them. It's uh, I think two years ago, Sean Cedar's first season, they had a loaded four, first four games. They started 0 and 4. Yeah. And I, I I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but it looks like they did that again. They start their season with a couple of real tough opponents, and I think Tri Valley is. I just think they're probably going to beat them Week One. Next week with Clyde, maybe Ashton pulls that one out, but I think Tri-Valley has this one. Yeah, when I was doing our picks column, I had to look up Tri-Valley because I didn't know anything about them. And then mm-hmm. I see their you know, their run over the last 20 years, and they haven't lost more than three games since 2005. Yeah. I think they played for a state title like four years ago. So, yeah, Tri-Valley's going to come to Ashland, I feel like, uh, and they're going to come out with a win, even though, you know, last year I picked against the Arrows a lot. Um <laughs> But I, you know, this one just kind of—it's a little bit of a no-brainer in that one. So, uh, Galliana Elgin, Elgin actually had a decent year last year. Went six and four, I think. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Elgin to be honest with you, or honestly, or Galliana. Right. right. <laughs> but it looks like I assume you're going to pick Galliana. I am going to pick Galliana. <laughs> I yeah. am as well. And we'll have a highlight of that one for you find folks on the OH report. So. Yeah, I, th- I, I think Galleon just has the athleticism. They have athletes all over the field that can, you know, outmatch Elgin. Elgin plays in a pretty weak – they have they had a weak schedule last year. They played, like, on Ridgedale, Ridgemont, um, Crestline they played. So it was, it was a little bit of a weak schedule. So that 6-4 and four record is kind of deceiving a little bit. But Galleon like – 2019, Elgin went 0-10 too. Yeah, yeah. So – uh, Galleon, I, I just think they have too many athletes to, to match up with everybody. So I think Galleon wins that one. Yep, throw me there too. We're providing a lot of bulletin boarding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right now for these teams. <laughs> this last one might be, we might disagree on some of these. Uh, this this last game, I feel like. Uh, Buckeye Central at Crestline. Um, two teams that are struggling with numbers. Um I think Crestline only had 15 guys. I know Buckeye Central has been just begging for players recently. So, um, who who do you have in that one, Travis? Well, Buckeye Central had a win in the playoffs they last did. year, if I am correct. They did. Went to uh, Lisbon, Ohio, down on the border, and pulled off the victory. And I think that's just just enough to get them past Crestline. So I'm going Buckeye Central. All right. How would Zach pick this? <laughs> that would be, yeah. How would Zach pick this? I I don't know. I don't know. He'd be on the fence on this, too, I think. You know what? I'll be different. I'll pick Crestline this okay. time. All right. Go Bulldogs. There's the first time I didn't pick the same one. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go with Buckeye Central on this one. Um, you saw on my picks column that I just think the Bucks have that momentum from last year, and hopefully it uh, hopefully it comes out with the with a win here in week one. So. Um. Looking ahead a little bit, how many wins is it going to take for a team to get into the top 16? I think it's, we're, it's bumped up eight teams from the original, you know, two years ago. Right. 
I, I think we're gonna see a lot of a lot of four and six teams and possibly even a three and seven squad in the in the playoffs, yeah. honestly. Um yeah, you know, I Division agree. One, you're gonna see an O and ten team in. Because a lot of Division Honestly, I regions right. only have 16 schools. Yeah, that's a good point. So you're yeah. going to see an 0-10 team in Division One in the playoffs, and it's going to be super ugly in yeah. the first week. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we'd see that too. And honestly, I wonder if that would make them want to go back to maybe the 12-team proposal they had. Right. This is this is a money grab for the OHSA yeah. this year. It's oh, the make-up from funds from last year. I think yeah. they will go back to 12, especially doing this – you know, behind the backs of the coaches who didn't want this to happen. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna guess that they will go back to twelve next year. Yeah. I'd rather see them go back to eight, but hey, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll take, we'll take twelve too. Because this is this is a really early start for high school football. I mean, yeah. What, mm-hmm. August nineteenth is the first game. That's yeah. that's kind of crazy to me that we're starting this early, but yeah. here we are. But yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're. Let's run down the OH yes. report, what you guys have uh, on air for everybody to view and all the highlights they can see on Friday night. So Thursday night, we'll be down at Loudonville for Crestview at Loudonville. Uh, Brian Skaronski will be on the call of that one. I will be at Mohawk, Calvert at Mohawk. Okay, for a I, high, I saw that matchup. For I think a highlight, that'll cool. be a good one. And then Garrett and Storm, the dynamic duo, will be at Lexington for Ontario Lex. Okay. And then on Friday, we'll have four live streams and two more highlights uh tri-valley at ashland the wnco crew will be calling that one with our live stream i will be at centerburg utica at centerburg andy jardy brian skaronski will be at howard for northridge at east knox and then our main crew of brian harder bruce wyrick will be at arlen field for norwalk at mansfield senior storm blunchley will be at madison for shelby at madison and then garrett parlett will be at elgin for galleon at elgin Shelby and Galleon fans, we will have highlights from all 10 of your games this year. Cool. I like that. That sounds pretty nice. Um, So for the Mansfield News Journal, I'm going to have coverage of Ontario at Lexington on Thursday, and then I'm going to be at Norwalk Mansfield Senior on Friday night. I got a stringer who's going to do Oberlin at Plymouth, and I believe, Bill, you're going to be at the Shelby-Madison rivalry, so you'll get your your first look at the – at the Whippets, we'll have coverage of Crestview at Loudonville from the Ashland paper, yep. uh, the Ashland Times-Gazette. So that'll be all on our website. We're going to have a rundown. We'll have a scoreboard Friday night of all the scores and um, hopefully some stats that we're going to get from coaches and stuff. Yeah. So should have. Gazette will also be doing uh, Willard South Central, Okay, it looks like. And uh, what is that covering? Buckeye Central Crestline. I believe, yeah, Buckeye Central Crestline Friday night. And also, okay. everybody tune in this year. It's not the Saturday pigskin. It's the Friday night pigskin live at 11, around 11, 10, 11, 15. We're going to be live throughout the season Friday nights. We're going to give you scores from around the area and then highlights from all the games that we covered and did live streams for. Eric Will, Effie James will be there, myself, Brian Skaronski, and all of our, all of our uh, highlight getters and all of our commentators and we're actually going to try and get video calls with uh some of the coaches as well and okay. get some interviews and that'd stuff be, so that'd be cool so starting this year friday night 11 10 11 15 we'll have the pigskin a lot of great stuff in this area i mean the, mm-hmm. the people the sports fans in this area i i will say for myself i believe they're very spoiled yes they, oh, they get they get the oh report they get i mean 
They get our stuff. They get a lot of different things coming their multiple way. Multiple radio stations Multiple around radio. Here, yeah. yeah, you guys can keep up with anything and everything in this area. There's no reason for you to be uneducated going into a game because yeah. we got you guys covered. So and Don't forget, we got Scrapcast Thursday, Route 30 Rankings Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna do a new thing called the Route Thirty Rankings, where we're gonna team up with the Paper in Worcester, Ashland, Mansfield, and Cyrus, and then all kind of the surrounding media in in those areas. Uh, we're gonna rank the teams in those coverage areas and release those every Friday. Yeah, big school, paper. small school. Big school, small school. So we got D one through D four, and then five, six, sevens all in one too. So. Yep. Uh, we got that. Me and Bill just started a new thing called the Scribecast because, as you can tell, we're not very good talkers on a podcast. <laughs> uh, we bad. can we not can bad. write pretty well, uh, so we're going to do yeah. a Scribecast for our print edition. Uh, just kind of a transcribed conversation, kind of fun stuff. Um, we got the Richland County Power Poll every week, so we got a we got a lot of good stuff. So there should be no reason to to be wanting more. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. we should have you guys. So. All right, we'll be back here next week on the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.